What's good, guys? It's Scoobert Dubert. I want to talk about sports. So sports, it's a NBA playoffs right now, and I'm actually getting a lot out of it as a, you know, artist, as somebody that's chasing a bigger dream. Because you're seeing these people and, you know, they have the money, they have the success, but now they're playing for something greater. They're playing for reaching their peaks fulfilling their talent and building a legacy. And I find that that, that's just a certain kind of inspirational mindset to be in and to watch and see everybody trying their absolute hardest in these NBA playoffs. And there's a lot of these storylines, these narratives that are highly applicable to the artist's journey as well. Because I really don't think that athletes and artists are all that different. We each want to be each other. If you've noticed, like NBA players, they all want to be rappers and musicians and they want to play guitar and drums and stuff. And then all of the musicians all wish that we could, you know, dunk a basketball. Some people can do both. Lucky people. Um, I am not one of those people. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I I like admiring kind of their journey and the pressure that they deal with and try and apply that to the journeys ahead for myself and for my friends that are all kind of trying to do the same thing. So I was reading the New York times and I saw a nice little headline and it was talking about young stars, you know, people that are coming up and it was saying it takes heat to make a star. So it's kind of a fun take on the, you know, it takes pressure to make diamonds, it takes heat to make a star. And so you need to be able to take some level of heat, some level of pressure, some level of going through the fire to get out the other side and level up and to take that jump in tier. And so that's, that's what, I'm, what I'm kind of thinking about for my personal career too, is like, I'm feeling some of that heat. I felt, I felt it, you know, period, period, periodically throughout my career so far, I mean, even just working with Chai, that was a moment of heat because it's like, okay, I am going to be producing, playing on and mixing a song that will be in movie theaters. And I'm going to be doing that in my bedroom in headphones. If I screw up the mix, it's going to be brutally obvious when you're sitting in a movie theater with great sound system. And it took me having to go to Japan to hear it in the sound system to finally exhale and say, I did it. <laughs> and then hear it again on an airplane in crappy airplane um, sound conditions. And it still sang. And it was almost even better because I mixed it in headphones. So you're listening to headphones and it was, it was rocking. So it was like, okay. But that was a nervous moment. It's like you're, you're taking that you're taking that shot as the the you know the quarter is about to expire, and whether or not that thing goes in helps determine whether or not you get that contract next year. It was one of those kind of feelings, and so that that's that's one. And I, I really think that that was an impactful time for my mixing abilities. Um, if you listen to my stuff before I worked with Chai and the stuff that I made after I worked with Chai, I think I'm a lot more of a professional mixing engineer than I was back then because of the pressure, because I had to meet that moment. And that's what this really all is about, is meeting moments. Getting 
getting a gig, getting an opportunity, not running away from it, being ready for it, and even if you're not ready for it, rising to it. (laughs) So then the next thing that comes is a lot easier because you rose to that last thing. And that's that heat to make a star kind of concept. And then there's the other stuff that is, is going around in these playoffs that are these narratives. And one of my favorites is Anthony Davis. So he's He's gotten a lot of hate because he's been injured and he's gotten this narrative of being soft and not being able to play, not being available. And a lot of that stuff doesn't actually get bared out that much by reality. If you look at other star players that don't have that tag, they've missed similar amounts of time. And the other thing that he's doing is he's contributing to winning in less obvious ways. So that's one of the things I like to think about, too, as a producer, as a mixer. Like, AD is playing world-class defense, and he's he's mucking up the other team's offense. He's doing all this stuff that doesn't necessarily get reflected on his points or his rebounds, the big, loud things. But he's arguably the best player in the playoffs because of his impact in other areas of the game. In addition to being a great offensive player, too. Are you kidding me? But like that, that's that kind of mindset is really fun to try and adapt musically as well. It's like, okay, yeah, I could belt and try and do some complicated vocal run. I could take a really intricate guitar solo. I can impress you by my sound design and all of the sounds that I can make using my computer. Or I can make it all work together in a really nice tight package that can translate on any sound system. So you could hear it in earbuds, you could hear it on a sound bar, you could hear it in a world-class studio, and each of those is going to be a slightly different but also fulfilling experience. That's not as, like, sexy, but it's more important than the cool guitar solo. In the same way that some of my um, mentors with engineering have said, it's never been about the gear. And I, I, I have had to sit and think about that for a long time. Like, what do they mean by that? Like, clearly, like, you need some level of decent gear to be able to create. But what they're trying to say is you don't need that $100 million recording studio or even $100,000 recording studio. You know, my whole rig, everything together is probably a few thousand dollars, even if you include the computer. And it's, it's basically saying what you do with these tools is what makes those tools. So yeah, me having more toys is probably going to sound a little bit better. But fundamentally, it's all about the way that all of the sounds interact. It's that teamwork between all of the sounds. And so that's one of the fun things too, is like, how can you be a star in your role? And how can you bring something to any environment that you're placed into? And that's what I think like NBA super, super stars, the top of the top, we're talking LeBron, talking Kobe, Michael Jordan, those tiers. What my criteria is for it is you can drop them in any situation. They can shape shift into that situation. You know, I saw games where Kobe was basically just a point guard and he was the best point guard in the game. You know, I've seen games where LeBron is the center and he's arguably one of the best centers in the game. It's that kind of Mag- Magic Johnson, you know, like these kind of these kind of players that can shapeshift because they they have such a well-rounded ability 
And that's one of the things I want to bring to music too, is like, I'm, I hope to be able to have a well-rounded ability so you can plug me into almost any situation and I can make it better. I'm not saying that I need to be, you know, Kobe Bryant level guitarist or something, you know, there's, there could be better guitarists. That's fine. But I don't want there to be better total package people. Uh, that's, that's what I want to be is I, I like well-rounded so that if you need a recording engineer for a classical symphony, I can step up. If you need mixing for a hip hop record, I can step up. If you want a fat guitar solo, I got you. You know, that kind of stuff, that's, those are my goals. I'm not saying that I've achieved all of that, but that's, that's, that's where I'm pointing my ship is I want to be that two-way superstar, you know, the, the guy that can go, that can, that can do this stuff behind the glass or in front of the glass. That's a recording studio term where it's like, you know, you got the person at the mixing board and then you got the person on the mic. I want to be able to do both in, in mutually comp- competent ways. And so that whatever the situation is, you can raise to it. And I want to challenge listeners too, that that's, that's a great goal to have when you're having to diversify, which is just like what music is now where you have to play multiple roles and wear multiple hats just because it's so expensive. And, you know, we're all kind of like trying to make it work. Like I've talked to some of these multi-instrumentalists on the pod. It's like using that not as a, oh, I have to do this, but as a, okay, let's deepen the bag. Let's get a new trick that can contribute to the other one. So that when you're in a session, you can have that moment where say that you're just called to be a mandolin player. You'd be like, oh, this, you know, it would be cool a little bit like a ukulele. And I've got a ukulele in my truck. Do you want me to pull that out? That's the thing that elevates people up to that next tier. It's not necessarily being the world's best mandolin player. That could help, certainly. (laughs) But there are limitations when you are so specialized. The other thing, too, is like being ready when your number is called. So one of my favorite things in the whole playoffs just happened and is Lonnie Walker, the fourth, who is on the Lakers. And you might not have heard of him because he uh, barely played <laughs> since the trade deadline. Like the dude has been out of the rotation and credit to the coaching staff and credit to him. He stayed ready and he stayed bought in. So it's not always going to be your time. I know this painfully well because I've been making music since I've recorded music, you know, like EPs and stuff since I was 15. Yeah. So I was 15, like put out my first CD on CD baby, you know? Um, and so, yeah, over a decade of kind of riding the bench, <laughs> you know, have, have been grinding, learning stuff and recording stuff and shooting my shot. But sometimes the moment takes 10 years to come. But when your number is called, best be ready. That's what I'm trying to do. You know, it's like I have a hundred and ninety some thousand monthly listeners right now. And you know, I don't want that to go back down. <laughs> you know, I just even what a year ago is less than half of that. So meeting that moment, staying bought in having a good team, having a good coach, having your mind right. And then when your number does get called, light it on fire. Just kick ass. And that's what Lonnie did. He showed up. He won a playoff game. 
there aren't many there aren't many people that can say they won a Laker playoff game, let alone against the defending champs with Steph Curry guarding him. That's poetic. That's next level rising and meeting the moment. And that's ins- inspirational to me. So how do you how do I actually like translate this and turn this into music? It's leveling up across the board. Better mixing, you know, better interface with clients, better timelines and more. You know, that I, mean, I don't know if you've seen the um Kobe Kanye West commercial. But Kanye was like, what do you expect from me, Kobe Bryant? Like, I have the best records. I have the most whatever. And then Kobe just says, more. And it's it's a joke, but it's kind of not, which is part of what I loved so much about Kobe's, you know, persona, because I don't actually know if it was just a persona. It was this near sociopathic commitment to greatness and competing against yourself and practicing the tough shots. You know, like Kobe gets hate because he wasn't as efficient, but it's because he didn't, he wasn't playing for necessarily the regular season, a game in February. He was taking the shots that he would have to take when it was game seven of the finals that he would have to make the hard shots, the stuff that was not available to you when the defense gets cranked up. And there's, there's something we can take from that too, as musicians, where it's like, what, what is the stuff that when you reach the highest levels of music, you have to pull off? Like melody writing, synth design, r- crafting really nuanced parts, minimal parts, and being able to shapeshift. Because a lot of these top, top, top echelon stuff, they'll pull somebody in and be like, you're the vocal producer. That's all you do is produce vocals. Or, hey, you're going to do drums for this song, but all inclusive, like you're, we're going to use your sample library. You're going to, you're going to produce the drums and like export beats. That's it. And a lot of that, that happens in the, in the real top, top sessions. So how, how do you prepare for that? It's like you practice, (laughs) you take those tough shots in practice. You take those You take that mentality and try and apply that to your other productions, to your other things, so that when the moment comes and you are in one of those big sessions, you meet it because you practiced it. And it's it's kind of like stop, stop caring too much about that regular season. Like focus, point your ship where you want to go. And so while Kobe got hate for being inefficient because he took tough shots. Guess who they were looking to to bail him, bail out the entire team when they had to win a game? It was Kobe Bean, you know? He was the one that would put the team on the back and hit the tough shot when it mattered. And that's why he's my favorite basketball player. I'm not saying he's necessarily the greatest basketball player of all time, but in some respects, I do. I do believe that. Because of that mentality. And best believe LeBron is not LeBron without Kobe Bryant. So it's it's that it's that funny thing how sports and musicians we you know we admire each other because I think we're connected in a very non-linear way. We're both trying to achieve something very ephemeral. We're both trying to look within ourselves to pull something deeper out and develop our acumen and our abilities. And with music it's like there's no like necessarily direct competition. It's all this indirect competition. There's not like, hey, you're going to put me up against another guitarist. We're going to have a shred off. 
doesn't really work like that. It's like, that's like a movie thing. Battle of the bands, battle of the bands are all like rigged. And, uh, yeah, if you've ever done that, it's weird. Um, very political. And how do you judge these cross genre bands very well? You don't, it's usually just popularity contest or whoever like paid off the, the judges or what, you know, it's not, it's not an efficient form of, uh, competition in the same way that, you know, a seven game series would be with different refs and different locations and all this kind of thing to balance out any of the aberrations. But we do have a different kind of competition and the competition for music is far more internal. How good can you get? How deep into your bag can you reach? How consistent can you be? How many songs can you put out? How many songs can you work on? What kind of network can you build? And like really build, not just sliding into DMs and saying, what up? Like making stuff with other people and finishing it and making it cool and putting it out in the world and getting it heard and then doing it again and doing it with people from all over the world, different countries and just being tenacious. It's that tenacity that is the real competition. Like a lot of times we're competing with our own inner demons of you can't do this. You're not good enough. You should stop. It's too much pressure. It's too many songs. And Really what you need to do is just like what Phil Jackson says, let's bring it right back to basketball. Chop wood, carry water. Don't focus too much on the big, big stuff. Of course, keep the, keep the ships pointed, understand it. But fundamentally what you have to do in the moment right now is simple. What I need to do today, I need to write vocals for a new song. That's it. Don't have to think about becoming a superstar or the 50 songs that I need to make between now and this time next year. That's irrelevant. That's going to, like, I'm not the superstar part, but the 50 songs part will happen if I just chop wood and carry water and focus on what I have to do right now, which is record and write a vocal for one song. Then after that, I'll focus on mixing. But right now, figure out that vocal. That's it. Chop wood, carry water. It's that, it's that concept of like, if it, I, I love backpacking because it, it helps me get there. Where backpacking, people don't really realize, is a bunch of chores. You walk, walk over there for 13 miles and then do a bunch of chores. <laughs> and then you maybe relax for an hour or two and then do some more chores and then go to sleep. Because those, those chores are just like fundamental, like, okay, we've arrived at the campsite. Now we need to pick a campsite, clear a campsite, uh, put up our tent, set up our camp, put on bug spray, change, maybe shower by taking a dip in the lake or whatever. And then you got to cook and then you got to clean. And then, you know, it's, it's all of these things. And now it's dusk and now it's time to go to bed. And then you're going to wake up, pack up your stuff, do chores, cook, clean, and then walk another 13 miles, put down your tent, cook, clean, do all of your chores. And, you know, but there's a, there's a fundamental like zen of just doing the crap you have to do and embracing it and being like, this is all life is, is just like not, not looking at the drudgery as drudgery, instead looking at, at it as life itself, where it's like, I am not just washing a dish, I am mindfully washing the dish. It's the same thing as like, I am not just tuning vocals or editing vocals, I'm, I'm, mindfully going through and taking away any breath that I feel is not musical you know <laughs> like that's drudgery and that feels sometimes it can get in your head where it feels like I'm just trapped in this loop forever of just 
cutting out vo- vocals and and cleaning them up and taking away the little lip smacks and whatever and but that's that's the actual stuff itself that's the chopping the wood that's the carrying the water that adds up and bringing that intensity having that team being ready when you're called coping with the pressure letting the heat make you into a star and leveling up when it's time to level up meeting those moments that's that's this stage. I never got to really hear from people at this funny stage of music where I'm not making enough money to do this full time. But, you know, there are people in hundreds of countries that are listening to my work. I'm working on, you know, major label stuff and not major, it doesn't really matter, but like, you know, just like the scale. And it feels like it's teetering, like it could go to that next tier. But it's not going to go there unless I push it there. Because there there's a certain inertia. They don't, they don't want you to necessarily level up. You have to force the industry to accept you. And that's this stage. And most of the people that I hear from are either, you know, just starting out, coming up with a new project, or already mega successful. Or successful in a, you know, bygone era. This is now, this is streaming, this is figuring it out. And just encouragement for other people that are going through this, the path through is by just doing the work, by putting it out, by finishing the stuff, and by getting better every song you do, every single day. I believe in that, and it's working so far. We'll see if it ultimately all ends up working. But even if it doesn't, if you put in the work, you can feel good about where, whether the shots fall or they don't. Because you know, like, hey, I put in my thousand free throws, and hey, if you missed a bad free throw, go out there and put in another thousand. If you missed the next bad three, three free throw, keep doing it. But no, you put in the work. You put in the time. And that's the secret. That's how you can live with success or failure. Because some of the stuff is luck, some of the stuff is out of your control, but a lot of it's in your control, just like basketball. <laughs> anyway, go Lakers. Um, Lakers in five. I'm, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Lakers in five. We're going to win it. We're going to win it tonight. Close this up. And I actually believe the Lakers could be the um, the champions this year because, because of the, the vibe around the team, the way they play for each other. They're an imperfect team, but that's part of what makes me love them so much. So anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, if you want to hear my music, go to scubertduber.pizza, www.scubertduber.pizza. You can find my links or search me on Spotify or whatever. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. Please, please feel free to um, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give it a five star so other people can find it. Share it with your friends. All super, super helpful and some amazing guests coming up. Um, so you don't have to just hear me do my, my solo rants every single week. Um, I'm still going to get plenty of those too, but, uh, we got some really fun guests. So definitely stick around for that. And I look forward to helping you love music a little bit more. <laughs>